It's making that sound, and I don't want the undercarriage dust cover thing to go too far down in the front and then get kind of torn off and kind of ram itself through the radiator. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Oh. Hi. Okay, so uh, it's the bitter spill. It's Dan Class. I'm recording. I'm banging a pen. Stop it. It's the bitter spill. I'm recording this in my garage. I'm freezing cold. It's 8.30 in the morning on uh, December, uh, Monday, December something. 2008. Yeah, 2008. You know, 2008 is almost uh, done. Oh, I remember just this time last year, all the plans I had for 2008. <laughs> Ah, that's so good. Remember all those big plans for 2008? Oh, they've all, um, I wouldn't say come to fruition. I would say, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Um, um, uh, they're being tacked onto the list for 2009. Is there a word for that? Is there a nice, succinct, like, fruition-type word for that? No, I don't think so. But here's the real story of what's actually going on. So, like I say, it's Monday, right? It's Monday. And, um, you know, for all I know, this is the first recording of December that I've done. Or the Oh, no, that's right. I've done one in December, but I was calling that November because I was behind then. Well, basically what happened is I, you know, I keep, um... I mean, where do I even begin? Because what has happened is I wanted to record a show where uh, I read some stuff that I'd written. You know, I, I, I was working on a, a written version of Oh Christmas Tree. Some of you may remember that from the first uh, year. If you've been listening that long, a couple things. Number one, you may remember that story. Number two, you poor thing. You may remember it, uh, the original, you know, whatever version, slightly pared down from the uh, the Bitter's Pill Volume 1, uh, you know, CD slash download. Thank you. So what I did is I, I, I've been working on, or had been working on, or whatever prose, you know, written thing of that. And then this other Christmas story. Now, at one time, one of my goals for 2008 <laughs> was to... Um, I have several of these Christmas story, bitter, bitterest pills, Christmas stories thingy. And I was going to record them. Uh, you know, you could download them. I, you could buy them in a book. Well, it didn't, it's not happening, obviously. But I'm almost done with the second one. And I was going to record them. And that was going to be the Christmas show. And that was going to be the first one of December. But the second story is going a little slow. The, the, you know, the writing of it is going a little slowly. Which is fine. Hey, listen, I got no problem with that. So then I was going to, because uh, I don't want to get too into it because I'm going to double back to it, but I, you know, I, basically sometimes what I have to do is I'm so busy during the day, especially now that I have to pretend a Christmas shop, I'm so busy during the day that uh, I need to do it at night. So what I did is I had this plan to do it one night and then something came up and then another night and something else and blah, blah. So, so what happened was the current, the current story that I'm going to tell you it's not even a story. What I'm going to say is, is, okay, I decide, listen, Dan, you've got to get your uh, Osno out to the garage and record a show, no matter what. Now, I was going to do it Friday, but um, we decided, no, I'm not going to do it Friday because Friday's the night that I'm going to watch Frosty the Snowman and Frosty Returns and then some other thing with my kids. I'm going to sit on the sofa, we're going to, we're going to turn off the carols, you know, because we're up to our uh, earballs in uh, Christmas songs, which I love. God, I, I do, I love Christmas songs. We've got to turn those off, we're going to sit on the sofa, we're going to snuggle, we're going to watch Frosty the Snowman. 
Or, uh, as I like to do it, we're all going to snuggle up on the sofa and Daddy's going to sleep through Frosty the Snowman. Frosty returns, uh, some other new thing, and uh, really, you know, okay. Now, the good thing about falling asleep at 8.15 during Frosty the Snowman is you do actually sleep for once for a long, long time. So I was very well rested on Saturday. So Saturday, I, uh, you know, the kids are up late because it's Saturday. We had, we got the tree Friday night. We put it up on Saturday and we decorated the tree. We decorated the mantle. We got the this and the that and the tree and we had a dinner. And then the kids decided we were going to have movie night and we were going to watch Elf. Well, I love Elf, number one. And number two. Uh, I slept through Frosty and Frosty Returns, so I gotta watch Elf with the kids, because that's part of the thing, right? You gotta, you know, you gotta be all in, or at least all in if you're awake, for this Christmas thing. So, we have, you know, as many living rooms have, we have a big sofa and a love seat, and we've got the TV, and basically, so what happens is my wife lays down on the sofa and falls asleep. The kids are on the love seat, so I sit at the end of the sofa where my wife's feet aren't, and we watch Elf, which means about five minutes into Elf, my son is on top of my wife, who's sleeping. He's watching, the, you know, he's lying basically on her side, and then, of course, Princess T, you know, she's got to get on the action, so she and I are cuddling, sitting literally now on my wife's feet. So a nice family of four on what is essentially a two-person, two-and-a-half, three-person sofa. So I, we watch the whole thing. I get them in bed. But, I, but listen, I'm hell-bent on recording this show. I have committed. I finally have. I know. Listen, I got to uh, deliver, right? So the kids finally go to bed. And I got to craft now my awakeness. So I eat. Let me, let me think about this. I drank a little bit of Diet Coke. We got a little, not too much now. Now listen, you can't, okay? This is now 10, 10.30, right? I, maybe a little Diet Coke, but I have a chocolate chip cookie, some Froyo. I'm a little addicted to, maybe to frozen yogurt, chocolate, you know. And I come into the studio around 11.20 p.m. That's okay. Listen, that's okay. I've got plenty of sleep under my belt. I've got enough sugar and cocoa powder. I watched the end of uh, I Am Legend, so I'm a little zombified. And I am good to stink and go. And I come into the studio, and I get everything set up to record, and then I record. Now, I think because it's late, I'm not going to record very much. I'm, I, how much you know, do I really want to get into this? Like, uh, an hour later. I've got the show. Now, sure, it's 1230 at night. I don't care. I've got the show. I'll get up in the morning. I'll put the show together. It'll be great. I tell this story about needing to get frozen yogurt to write. It's just the same extent. But and I tell this long story about how I needed to get frozen yogurt because I was going to write those Christmas stories. I talk about going to the Thai restaurant and I wrap it all up, you know, do the whole thing, do the hokey pokey with jingle bells, turn myself around. And I go to sleep knowing that the next morning I can just wake up, take the show off the little thing that records on, of course, under this little thing, this little card, a little CF card, you know, like it goes in your camera or your whatever. Drag it into the computer and I'll do my this, my that, all my Dan magic. You know, I've got this Dan magic that I do. You want me to teach you my Dan magic? I'll teach you. I don't care. I do my Dan magic. I'm going to have a show. I'm going to have a show unless something has gone horribly wrong with the file. I'm going to have an hour-long bitterest pill, super tight, finally got one out. I'm actually kind of digging on it. show unless... Unless... The file is somehow... Just... 
bad. The file was just bad. The computer just said, you know what, this file, dude, it's bad. We're not going to explain why it's bad, how it's bad. You're going to have no idea how it's, why, nothing. Listen, it's just bad. Your hour of whatever stylized whining is gone. And what you have basically is a uh, 294 megabytes of nothing. Merry Christmas. Well, needless to say, I spent a great deal of time yesterday trying to rescue that file, my friend, <laughs> uh, to no avail. Now what I have, actually though, I will, I will say this, I do, I, I had a hundred, uh, I had 294 megabytes of useless file that somehow, through some software that I downloaded, <laughs> uh, clue number one, I now have 64 kilobytes of uh, useless information, so, you know, it's looking up. So needless to say, now I didn't have a show and I didn't have those stories finished. So, I'm going to tell you one of the stories, I suppose, I don't know if I can, you know, you know, it's one of those things, like, can can you really go back? It was just so, I had done such a great, I mean, it was just such a great mix of sleep, I am legend, tiny, just a smattering of caffeine with some sugar and some cocoa. Uh, you know, uh, extract whatever whatever is in a chocolate chip and some froyo. You know what I mean? Because that's what I wanted to do, basically, earlier in the week. That's what I did. What I did was I had this plan, and the plan was okay. This is what I'm going to do. I got to finish these silly uh, Christmas stories because I want to read them, ho ho ho, on the pill. So I've got to craft my. Hum, my 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 sugar slash caffeine awakeness hum. I gotta craft that into something that I can ride into the sunset and get something finished. Because I'm spending my days, you know, basically, um, and this is what I do every year. I I worry about Christmas shopping. I don't know what to buy anyone. Listen, I can buy teenager stuff all day long. You know, they just want CDs and video games and booze, right? Uh, uh, video games. So. That would be easy, but, you know, my parents, my kids, my this, my that, I, you know, I don't know. A lot of time gets wasted. And then I got a little work I got to work on. There's always something. So my plan is, and I got this plan. Now, the, this should work out perfectly. By the time I finally, you know, my wife and I get the kids fed, bathed, wrangled, brush the teeth and the thing and the hair and maybe whatever, whatever happens. Make sure the homework is done before, after, once that is all done, you know, it's a uh, t- 10, let's say, but I got to crash my, now luckily, the good news is the yogurt shop is open till 11. Now, why this yogurt shop, I got to say, is open till 11 o'clock, I have no idea. Nothing else in the surrounding area is open that late. But our yogurt shop that we go to which is uh, in Marina del Rey. It's the next little town down from us, away from the airport. If, if the, uh, you know, it's open till 11. So if I drive down to the marina, I get my yo-yo, my fro-yo, to, to become a yo-yo, drive it back, hum, 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 eat it, and then I can tap, tap, tap away on the keys and I can deliver you some lovely Christmas cheer. So let's let's back up a little bit. Now you know I drive a uh, Volkswagen, and um, I mean I I I will you know I I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't love. I was very used to Mongo. Now Mongo was the car that I drove previously. Mongo was a, a big four door Volvo sedan, big black Mongo, black car. Tan. I guess it was a leather. Was it a leather interior? No, I don't. I don't even think it was a leather interior. I think it was, you know, like a velour. 
Oh, I loved Mongo. Mongo was the car that I drove when Hudson was born. I think I drove Mongo. Or we got Mongo when Hudson was born. And I just drove Mongo. Mongo was great. And I could drive Mongo. You know, you drive Mongo like a truck, like a tank, like a sports car. It didn't really matter. Mongo was there. Now, then I started driving the, uh, this Volkswagen that my wife picked out. And she hates it when I say that, but the truth is, I would never have picked out a Passat station wagon. She was very passionate about getting this Passat station wagon thing. And uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you eventually just acquiesce to their kind of, like, complete and utter decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they make this decision, and then, they, and then, then you eventually, you know, succumb to it. And then they wonder why a couple of years later you're like, I didn't, listen, I didn't decide that. Yes, you did. What, I, you're making it seem like, yeah, you did, trust me. That's okay, whatever. It, you know, at least it has a turbo. Now, the reason it has a turbo is because it only, I think, it has one cylinder. But if they put a turbo in there, it can actually go up to freeway speeds, which is great. My biggest problem, though, with that car has always been Volkswagen. It bottoms out. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's the shocks that they put on there. I don't know if it's the clearance from the bottom of the car to the ground that is just inherently shallow. It isn't a sports car, but you got to kind of drive it like a sports car. And I mean that in the bad way, because a sports car, right, is low and you don't want to right on the ground. And I'm not exactly trying to jump this thing over Snake Canyon. Okay, I'm not evil Knieveling this Passat wagon. I'm suburban dadding this Passat wagon, but in our neighborhood, but in our neighborhood, and you probably have these in your neighborhood, they're little drain, you know, little ditches. Not even ditches. We have curb, right? There's curbs that separate the sidewalk from the street, and then at the intersections, predominantly, there are. I mean, I don't even want to call them ditches. They're, they're only probably two inches deeper than the street. And they're wide enough where it's a very kind of gradual, you know, from the street level and down back up to the street level. But it, literally, I'm not exaggerating. Maybe, an, maybe it's actually only an inch. It's just enough for the water to get some guidance down toward the, the, the drain. That's really all it is. Because as Californians, we're in complete denial about the fact that it does rain here. Now, it's raining like crazy right now. Typically, it does not rain. We all kind of just like, huh, when it rains. So they don't make these ditches very deep because we seem to just all agree there's no rain, right? Until the day that it actually pours like crazy and we're all building an ark and freaking out, it doesn't rain here, right? But as I'm driving at completely normal speeds through the, the, the neighborhood, and I don't even mean normal for me, I mean normal for other people. I mean I'm trying to baby this car. I don't mean late to get to the kids to karate reasonable. I mean just normal, reasonable. The thing will bang, hang on these, on these um, you know, storm thingies, right? So I either drive very, you know, yeah, like, Baby, come on, don't, 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 oh, uh, go, go, go. right, you got to drive like that, or you just got to drive expecting you're going to be a thing like that, right? Well, what happens is there's this plastic thing that they put under all cars now, I assume. I think Mongo even had one. There's a plastic, you know, underbelly shield that goes under there like a dust cover, some sort of thing. And so that way, when you on the bottom of the car, you're hooking on plastic and not on the bottom of uh, the radiator or the gas tank or the pit, whatever, whatever the heck is that, uh, down there. You're not on that. You're on plastic. But if you scrape enough, I, won't, I will spare you that sound for a moment. If you scrape enough or apparently if you um, park too aggressively on those cement thingies. You know the cement things that they put in the parking lot so you don't drive too far forward? I think these, those were put there, you know, back in the 50s when cars were big and higher and if you hit anything, it was just metal, you know, and you just bang on the thing. 
Well, now if you've got a little plastic car with the, you know, you hit that thing and it just rips the plastic underbelly cover right off. So basically my plastic underbelly, uh, underbelly, uh, underbelly cover thingy uh, is held on with straps. All of the, you know, the bolt holes have been torn out long ago. And now basically I just have to shove it up there and then I get those plastic straps. And I don't know what they're called. They're, they're a little plastic strap with a square at the end. And it has teeth in it and you put the teethy part through and it can go in, but it won't pull back out. It's kind of, it's kind of like what they used when they arrest a bunch of people. You know, if you're having a riot, basically, if you're having a riot and the riot squad comes, they don't come with like 18,000 pairs of metal handcuffs. They just come with these like things, right? The little teethy things. You understand what I mean? They strap your hands behind you. I've never, I've never been arrested this way, but I've seen, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The thing with the teeth that go in the square thing and it goes tick, 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 and you can't pull it back out, right? Okay. Don't try to nail me down on all the specific names. I don't work at Home Depot. But I go to Home Depot to get the black tick, tick, ticky things to strap the underbelly shield on my car. Which works great until you have to go get the car lubed and then apparently they have to clip off the, the tick, teethy tick, tick things to get the underbelly thing off there to change the oil. And then they, of course, don't put enough of them back on there. And then you're driving away from Jiffy Lube going, what's that sound? <laughs> what's that? Is there? Do you hear a sound? <laughs> oh, it's the underbelly. <laughs> right back to yogurt. Because this all works together, trust me. Okay, so the plan is that I'm going to get some frozen yogurt at 10.30. Now, granted, that's a little late to be getting frozen yogurt, but listen, I've got it worked out. The place is open till 11. And then I'm going to be a little buzzy from the froyo, right? And then I'm going to write my uh, Christmas stories for you, my friend. And everything will be ho, 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 hunky-dory. So, I get in the car and I'm driving and I'm, you know, doing my normal driving, being ginger. I'm I'm actually taking a route that has uh, speed bumps, which are much kinder on the than the other way, which has the rain trenches, okay? I'm taking the speed bump route through the hood from my side of the town, my little area here, Westchester, to the other side over at Lincoln. And then I'm going to take Lincoln down to uh, the marina. Okay. And I'm actually, as far as I know now at this point, I'm actually not listening. I usually listen to some uh, self-help book or some, uh, you know, you know, new media, new age, new head marketing thing. As some sort of book on tape or one of my sick podcasts or whatever. These sick fiction writers that I like, you sickos. You're sick. You sicken me. I love it. So I'm listening to some, but I'm actually not listening. I think I'm listening to music for once. Maybe, probably Christmas carols. So I'm listening to the Christmas carols, and I get to the edge of the, the neighborhood. And I'm there at Lincoln. And, you know, I'm trying to live in the moment. I'm trying to Eckhart Tolle this whole experience. Every once in a while, every once in a while, every once in a great while, my friend. I I like to try to force myself to stop for just a moment and enjoy some moment, something. Stop the running and the grinding and the whatevering. And just, you know, take it in. And a really great place to do this is at the corner of uh, 83rd Street and Lincoln. Because what I end up doing is taking out, out of our neighborhood this street called 83rd Street, and then you get to Lincoln. Lincoln's the big street, right? It's a big, goes all the way, I guess, from the airport north up to, I don't even know where Lincoln ends now that I think about it, but way up through the marina and through Venice, through Santa Monica, up, 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 all the way, I guess, to Santa Monica, and then, you, you know, you're, you're at the beach, and you go along the beach on the 
Pacific Coast Highway. It's gorgeous. All right. But here's the thing, though. Right at 83rd and Lincoln is where this hill starts downward. And it goes down into the marina. But ahead of you, you can see L.A. And I don't mean downtown L.A. I mean the Los Angeles basin. It's just lights. The lights of Santa Monica, the marina, all the way up into Pacific Palisades, and then further to your right, all of, you know, basically West Hollywood, Century City, up into Hollywood, the Hollywood Hills. It's really, if you stop for a moment and just stop, there's just this great view. So as I'm turning from 83rd Street onto Lincoln, I'm, I'm bracing myself. I'm going to take in the view. And so I make the turn, but something catches my ear. Now, I, at first, I think it's part of whatever song I'm listening to. So I go ahead and I make the turn, but I, as I, I'm kind of making the turn, taking in the lights, and I'm turning down the radio all at the same time. Which is a huge mistake because as I'm doing this, I'm turning onto Lincoln safely and I'm passing. There's a gas station on, uh, you know, a couple corners and I'm passing the gas station as the, the music goes down. Now, the reason this is significant is once you pass the gas station, you're really not allowed to stop on that part of Lincoln for about a quarter of a mile. Okay, it's about a quarter of a mile down this hill, this beautiful hill. But you're not really supposed to stop. Now, as I turn down the radio, guess what I hear? Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I really can't stop. Now, one of the reasons you can't stop is because it's against the law. The other reason is it's against the law because it's dangerous because no one thinks you're going to be stopping. Because everyone's going down the hill, so they're going fast, and they're not looking. They're looking at the lights. Uh, they're listening to their music. They're doing whatever they're doing. No one is going to pay attention on this hill. There's no need to pay attention. It's nice and slopey, and it's wide. They just widen. It's now like 18 lanes in each direction, and there's the hill and the lights, and no one's going to stop, so you sure as hell better not stop, Dan, no matter what sound your car is making. Well, I slow down. I'll tell you that. Because it's making that sound, and I don't want the undercarriage dust cover thing to go too far down in the front and then get kind of torn off and kind of ram itself through the radiator or the piston or whatever the heck it is that makes the car actually work. Because really right now, hopefully, all I'm doing is destroying this plastic underbelly thing that I'll just re-strap back on with some straps from Home Depot but I don't want this thing to jettison itself through some vital organs of the car. So I'm slowing, I'm kind of way over as far to the shoulder as I can, and people are passing me. And the sound, you know, I'm slowing, but the sound is actually not getting more quiet, which is kind of weird. Now, I limp, 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 limp along, and I finally get to Lincoln and Jefferson. Now, I got to turn off Lincoln because it isn't, you know, on the other side of Jefferson, you really can't stop because then it, the 15, 16, 18 lanes in each direction goes down to one. And it goes under this little thing where there's a waterway and then you're in the marina. It's a bit of a bottleneck, trust me. But you, so I, I you don't want to go that way because now I'm stuck all the way to the marina. So I got to turn on Jefferson. But Jefferson is no stopping too. But at least Jefferson is not no stopping because you'll definitely die. It's just no stopping because we just don't want you stopping. So I pull over on Jefferson. And I finally find the hazards. Uh, finally, you know. How often do you actually use your hazards? Is it really that? Uh, maybe maybe in inclement weather you use your hazards. I, you know, doesn't come up. So I, I, I get out of the car. Now, I've got on my good pair of jeans. I have two pairs of jeans. I have my good pair and my old pair. And I pretty much wear them all the time. And I really pretty much wear my good jeans all the time. And I wear my other jeans, my old jeans, on uh, when I wash my good jeans. So I don't really want to kneel down in the street 
to do this. So I'm going to try to get the thing back in place without kneeling in the street. And also, I realized that I have my brand new uh, sweatshirt on. Now, you know me, Fancy Dan, this sweatshirt, this brand new sweatshirt, it's worth about $9.99. But the point is, it's brand new. It's never even been washed. I'm wearing it because it's brand new and I had it and it's warm and it's cozy and it's warm and it has a hood and it's warm. And I'm, so I, I got to be really careful because I really don't want to screw up these clothes because I really only have seriously about eight articles of clothing in toto that I wear. I have a lot of clothes, like old crappy clothes that I don't like. I really have about, you know, like four shirts, a pair of pants and a half, a sweat, you know. So you have to, you know, I'm bracing myself now on the bumper and I'm kind of, you know, I'm like getting my legs spread apart so I can do some weird kind of like bend over and lean and lean over so no knees are involved in touching of the ground as I look under the car. But I do it. I look and I kind of cram. I'm like Cirque du Soleil around the bumper and I look underneath and you know what? That plastic thing is absolutely in place. Now at first I thought it was gone because I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all, but I reached under and tap, 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 and there it was, and, but it has to be there, right? Because that sound would have stopped when it went away, but the sound didn't stop when it went away because it didn't go away because it's there, tap, tap, there it is, plastic. Seriously, it's there, yep, there's one of my teethy things right there holding it in place. Oh. Now I have pulled right up to the curb on Jefferson just in case. Because I really just don't want to get hit. Because no one's going to come around that corner expecting to see a guy even with his hazards on. So I walk around to the other side of the car. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, my friend. Where it becomes clear. That I was not dragging the underbelly dust ruffle of the car for a quarter of a mile down uh, Lincoln. I was riding on the rim of my front passenger wheel for a quarter of a mile down Lincoln. Which is why the sound didn't get any quieter as I slowed down. Because the air was coming out of the tire. The tire was shredding to a million, jillion, kajillion, bazillion pieces. Okay. Well, luckily, uh, I have AAA. Luckily, I have AAA. Now, do I have the AAA car with me? Of course not. Why? Because I don't carry a wallet anymore. Why? Because I don't want scoliosis. I used to carry, you know... One of those big, fat, back pocket scoliosis wallets around, and I finally gave it up. So now I just carry a little, you know, those little clampy things. Uh, what do you call it? Like a money clip? It has money on one side and a couple credit cards on the other, uh, none of which are my AAA card. So I call Melissa, obviously who is not expecting her phone to ring at uh, what is now, what, uh, 10.40 p.m., and I explained to her that I've had some sort of uh, tire malfunction. I've shredded the heck out of the uh, tire. And then I need the AAA number. Her first question, of course, well, have you already picked up the yogurt or you're going to pick up the yogurt? Because like me, the idea of yogurt melting in the back seat while I'm doing all this, it would be heartbreaking for her. I reassure her that I have not, in fact, picked up the yogurt yet. And it ain't looking good. So she gives the, me the number and I call. Now, triple A, uh, you know, the few times that I've used triple A, and, and it's been a while, and I'm sure it's like this with every car service, you know, uh, what do you call it? Roadside assistance. Then unless they're tracking you by satellite, like OnStar or something like that, they want to know where you are. And um, unfortunately, because the woman on the phone is, you know, in Cleveland, Right? Or Duluth. 
Mombay. I don't know where, right? I don't know where this woman is. She doesn't really, right? The corner of Lincoln and uh, Lincoln and uh, Jefferson it means nothing. She needs an address. I don't have the address. Well, I need an address, but how? I don't have an address. You're not going to call a guy in, Mom, in Bombay to come and get me. You're going to call a guy who's about three blocks away who knows, like the bag of his hand, the corner of Lincoln and Jefferson. Can't you just... No. Because they need to type in 12345 West Jefferson 900... Nine six or whatever it is, they can't type in corner of Jefferson and Lincoln. Well, there's no address because I'm sitting at like the far corner of some new housing development, Playa Vista. It's a modern planned condo community. It's sort of like they wanted to build, yeah, a new town but all facing kind of in on itself, you know what I mean? So you kind of drive in. There's a little park and a dry cleaner and a pink berry and a coffee teen and bee leafy and, and, you know, and condos. Well, they don't exactly put the address out on the, right? On the corner. Who needs that address? You got to drive in the other road to get around and go around and then go to coffee teen. So... There's that behind me across the street. That's some sort of wildlife reserve. That's the wetlands. The wetlands has no address. Tell them I'm across Lincoln from the wetlands, baby. No, you can't do that. Well, then all that's left then is EA. Electronic Arts. Now, Electronic Arts is apparently some ginormous video game company that built some sort of ginormous facility at the corner of Lincoln and Jefferson. And when I say ginormous, it's not really that ginormous. It's but it's a big, beautiful, brand new building that also seems to have some sort of soccer highlight facility outside. I don't know when they work cuz they always seem to be playing frisbee football. I you know, what what a what an industry to be in. So I listen, baby. Okay, there's a company called Electronic Arts. I don't know if their address is Lincoln, Jefferson, Playa Vista Boulevard, Playa Vista Way, Home Depot adjacent. I don't know what their address could possibly be. I don't know if they're in Marina Del Rey, Playa Del Rey, Los Angeles, Playa Vista. I don't, I can't begin to imagine. They are so at the crossroads of all these different things. Could you just... Put in whatever you want, and then isn't there some field somewhere you can tell the guy that drives the truck that's really right now two and a half blocks away that I'm like Jefferson and Lincoln? Now, I could have the tire probably changed by now. But she finally accepts my instruction, and we hang up. And her parting words to me are, of course, Your wait time will be approximately 45 minutes. So we hang up. And I realize very quickly that I cannot sit in my car for 45 minutes. Like a damsel in distress, no offense damsels, in distress and wait for somebody to come and fix my tire. I can't do that. I can't. Listen, I'm not I'm not Johnny Testosterone, but I'm not that I'm not Johnny Estrogen either. I mean, I can change a flat. Even in my good pants and my sweatshirt. Ugh. So, okay. I'm going to start and if I start changing the tire, then the guy will show up. And if I don't start changing the tire, the guy won't show up for 45 minutes. That's just the way life works. The way life works, if I roll up my sleeve and start at this with sincerity, he will be here and it will take no time at all. And if I sit here like a little prince, 
He's never going to get here. And then when he does get here, I'm going to feel like a little prince. And I'm going to, right? It's not, not, it's not good. That's not, I don't want to be that guy. Now I have a full size spare. I'm good to go. I've done this before. I've done this before. I'm pretty sure on this car. Yep. A couple of years ago. Yep. Got a flat on this car. Yep. No problem. Know where the jack is. Know where the tools are. Know where the, uh, the lug nuts have little covers on them. I, all I got to do is pull off those covers, loosen up a bunch of lugs, jack, 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 loosen them all, take them all, take it all, switch them all, blah, 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 blah. Except for one tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny little thing, just a little bump in the road, just a tiny little thing that's going to slow this operation down. Hmm. See, the lady on the phone's parting words to me were the wait will be 45 minutes. That, that is true. But right before that, she asked me a question. A question that, that sent fear and shivers into my heart. It was only stripped from my mind for the few moments that... Uh, you know, for me to get my uh, dander up or whatever about actually doing it myself. Because when she said 45 minutes, my brain was erased. Of the question. But finally, you know, when I went back and I learned, there's the spare, the question hit me again. And the question was this. Sir, do you have the special lug nut key for your car? Because you know Without the special lug nut key, you won't be able to get the t wheel off. You realize that, right? Yeah, I've got it, I said. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, the question hit me again in the back of the head, when I realized I could find the jack, there it is, find the tools, there it is, and in the tools, the tools are in a bag, okay? The tools are in a black, plastic, little nylon-y bag. And in the tool bag, there's the lug wrench thing. It's a pipe with a curve, and on the end is the lug wrench, sized wrench thing, okay? There's a screwdriver in there, one of those double-sided screwdrivers things, if it, you know, if it's on Phillips head, you just pull it out and you just flip the thing over and you put it back in and now it's regular. Some other weird thing that I don't recognize, it looks like an Allen wrench, but it's not shaped like an Allen wrench. What is this thing? It's like a wire, like a bent. It's just like a wire. I don't know. What, what could this thing possibly be for? And no special lug nut key thing. Hmm. Now, I distinctly remember having changed that tire before, you know, a tire on that car. But unfortunately, I also distinctly remember wasting an entire afternoon looking for the special lug nut key thing. See, all the tires, all the wheels are held on by lug nuts, but each wheel, one of the lug nuts is not a regular lug nut. It's a special lug nut that needs a special key, a key that, just so there's no confusion, I really, 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 really need to find. Because I really, really need to find it, not so I can change the tire, but so that anyone can change the tire. Because the guy from AAA is just a guy. He's going to drive up here with, uh, let's see, a tow truck, a tire iron, a jack, a winch, and a clipboard, and that's about it. He is not as far as I know, going to show up with a complete set of Volkswagen Passat Super Magic lug nut key thingies. I search in the bag 
I search the jack. I search around the jack. I search where the jack is kept. I search where the bag of tools is kept. I search where the first aid kit would be kept if we had a first aid kit. I search where the the, 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 the CD changer would be if we had a CD changer. I, I, I look on the other side where I stashed the, uh, the arm roll wipes. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not there. It's not in the spare tire wheel well. It's not in the ashtray. It's not in the glove box. It's not in the other ashtray back in the back seat that the kids always kick. It's not in the little compartment between the driver's side seat and the passenger side seat. It's not in the armrest drink holder thingy that's back in the back seat that the kids like to play with. It's not in there. It's not in there. It's not in there. It's not anywhere. Do you want your lug nut lock? Yes, I do, Sam. I am. Okay. Okay. We're in a frenzy. We're in a frenzy and we're in a frenzy. And we've searched the entire car twice. So, okay. Stop. 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 Okay. Okay. If you were the lug nut key thing, where would you be? I would be in the tool bag. Yes. If you were a, an even relatively sane, human adult with the lug nut key thing in your hand and you needed it to be put away. Where would you put it? In the tool bag. Yes. So where is it? In the tool bag. Yes. Should I look in the tool? Yes. It was in the tool bag. Now, now when I say it was in the tool bag, it wasn't in the tool bag, in a way. See, I had looked in the tool bag many times. I had looked with my eyes. I had looked with my hands. I had looked by turning it upside down and shaking it feverishly. I took it out of the car and sh- shine, the flat, uh, shine the headlights into the bag, and it wasn't in there. It had its own little secret compartment in the tool bag, in the flap of the tool bag, in the kind of flappy, you know, covery thing of the tool bag that you flap over the tools and tie it up. Now, I hadn't noticed it because it's so light and so small, and I was in a frenzy. But now I had it. Now I had it. And now all I needed to do was go use it. Put it, in the, put it on the lug and loosen the lug and loosen a couple of lugs and get the jack and get it in a position. I, and I've done this all before. I know exactly how to use this jack. It's kind of this weird little half jack. It's kind of weird. You know, it's not like the old school jack where you put the thing flush on the ground. It's kind of like almost cockeyed on the ground. And there are these little things, you got to put it in the right part of the frame of the car, you'll destroy the car. But I've done this all before, I know exactly where to feel around for the little teeth on the frame of the car, and put the jack, basically you just put the jack under the car. And you got to get it kind of angled right, and this might be a little tricky, because it is a little dark over there. You know, I'm right up against the curb, it's not going to be a problem, I am going to work this out. You just put it under there, and you get the thing lined up, and then you turn the crank. There's a little crank that pulls out, and you just turn the crank. You just pull out the crank, you just pull out, why can't... Why can I not pull out this crank? What is it with this crank that I cannot... It is so flush against this body. I have got to be using about 50 pounds of torque on this thing to get it in every single situational directional thingy here. I turn it. I twist it. I pull it the direction I think it should go. I pull it the opposite direction I think it should go. I turn it 
the way I think it should be turned. I turn it the opposite way. I turn the thing it's supposed to turn. I turn it. I, tr- I bang it against the street. I cannot get this handle crank to come loose from the jack. Which means I can't turn it, which means I can't open up the jack, which means I cannot jack up the car. Now, granted, all the while I'm doing this, I've got the lug nut key thing in one hand. Sure, maybe my dexterity was a little thwarted by that, I I admit. I cannot get, I do not know. This thing, I don't know who put this back thing together. I assume it was me. I cannot get the crank handle out of this jack. I am being defeated by this jack. This stupid half a jack is killing me. I try to zen now. I try to I try to zen out. It worked it worked. 5 minutes ago it worked. It worked. 5 minutes ago it worked. I need to try to jack up this car with sincerity. It's the only way I'm going to get out of here. I at least found the lug nut thingy. I'm not going to be stuck leaving the car here and having to call my wife to come pick me up at the tow truck place and she's not going to have to put the kids in the car and drive down to Marina Del Rey to some gas station to get me. We've at least found the lug nut thingy. Can't I have a little victory here? I need to jack up the car with sincerity. And I give it one last pull and it comes loose and the headlights of the tow truck hit me in the shoulder. Because I was right. Life does work that way. I needed to try to do it with sincerity. And I swear to you, the moment that handle crank came loose, bang, there he was. And I made it in time to get the yogurt. Thanks for uh, downloading. Uh, thanks for uh, all your support. Uh, this year, it's been a weird, uh, you know, it's been it's been a good year. It's been a weird year. But thank you for your support. I don't, yeah, I, just, I don't know that we're going to tell the other part that I did before. Ne- next time will be, um, see, the, the show that got lost was called uh, Dog Tired. And um, that was the tired uh, half. Tired. <laughs> Dan, you're so Stupid. That was the tired part. Next time we'll do the dog part, I guess. Yeah, I can't, you know, I can't. It's, you cannot, I mean, just to lose a show like that, it's like, I, I can't even describe it. Anyway, all right, thank you for turning in. 206-309-0130 if you want to, uh, you know, drop me some cheer or be on the show, say something silly, whatever you, you know, whatever your thing is, baby. That's it. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I'm going to, I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back. Maybe even tonight. Okay, bye. Thank you. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.